Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. So last time around, we were talking about the importance of taking an objective view of the things that you can control and the things that you can't, and uh, really focusing on the things that you can. Because when you focus on what you can control, then I suppose your thoughts empower you and trigger positive emotions. And so we spoke about six things last time around, uh, which uh, you can control. And there were your focus, your routine, how you treat other people, your fuel, what you put into your body uh, and your environment. And then the the number six, the big one was your um, thoughts. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk through your thoughts, and how your thoughts can have a, I suppose it's a bit about how your thoughts control how you feel, and it's a bit about how your thoughts, how you, I suppose, can control your thoughts. And I guess there's a, um, there's a sense that if what you think about is what you bring about, the question is, how can you think about the things that you want rather than think about the things that you don't want? How can you uh, change your state, your mindset, your attitude uh, to give you a sense that actually the things that are happening around you and potentially to you are actually happening for you? They're sort of there as part of the created world, part of the universe to, to really, um, I suppose, create opportunity for you, you know? I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> ironically, as we're talking about thoughts, is there anything that exists that has been created by human beings that didn't start as a thought? That's interesting, isn't it? So the car, the hammer, the pen, the computer, start. they all started as thoughts, didn't they? The engagement ring, the wedding ring, there was a kind of a, a need there or a desire there to create a physical uh, manifestation of something that you can't see. You know, that wedding engagement ring is symbolic of union, togetherness. It's a gift that means something. It's not just a a kind of a gift. It's kind of a symbolic, meaningful uh, object that's been created from a thought to the thought of, we're talking about two people coming together and being united for life and the ring being a never-ending circle. All of that symbolism. All of those thoughts become real physical objects. 
I mean, if you can think of anything that's been created by humankind that didn't start with a thought, I suppose the other thing that, that this stuff could have started with could be an emotion. Interesting, isn't it? What comes first, an emotion or a thought? I mean, the, the theory is that thoughts create emotions. You think about something and it creates a feeling. And if we go back to what sort of feelings it is we are born with, we're born with, I suppose, those feelings of security, you know, which is why the two, um, the two biggest fears that we have are the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Isn't that interesting? And then what's the strongest feeling that we have when we're born? Well, it's love, isn't it? So then quite quickly, our, our fear of falling and our fear of loud noises uh, is augmented by a fear of being unloved which can then evolve into a fear of not being good enough. And then if the things that happen to us kind of confirm that that's a valid fear to have, then potentially that becomes a belief. And I've spoken before about the importance of understanding those stories that you tell yourself and understanding which ones serve you and which ones don't. Which stories do you tell yourself that you need to examine, you need to debunk, you need to then integrate a new story and then turn it on, try it on, edit that story. All of this is thought, isn't it? It's thought. So if you think about those two circles, things that matter being one circle and things that you can control and then your focus being where those two circles overlap. And the way that you think determines to a greater degree than anything else what actually happens. Then it becomes vitally important then to manage your thoughts as a primary goal. Manage the way that you think. With emotions, it's important to feel them. It's important to observe them. And sometimes it's important to fully embody them. But it's also important to, to bring those emotions, if you like, to a level of consciousness so you kind of understand how you are feeling, what you're feeling, what's triggering that. So you can apply a thought process to the emotion and then manage what you do with it to create different outcomes. I mean, the biggest determinant of your success, determinant's a great word, isn't it? But the, the thing that has greatest influence on your success, your fulfillment, your happiness, is actually your behavior. And if you can exercise a greater degree of control over your thoughts, then that will have the strongest influence on your behavior. And in a way, 
the five things I spoke about in the previous episode, your focus, your routine, how you treat other people, your fuel, in your environment. If you think about what's the hub of the wheel and what's the spoke, then your thoughts are the hub. And if you can control your thoughts, you can control those other things far more effectively. So how do you go about doing that? Well, this is about a journey of self-awareness. This is about recognizing those emotions and those feelings and, and seeing, okay, so what thought is at the root of that emotion? Why am I feeling like this? And the things that trigger those feelings or thoughts are often external events. So you see things, you hear things, you feel things because of the environment that you're in or because of what other people do. And they create a thought that is accompanied with a, a feeling. <coughs> so a couple of questions for you. When you feel good, when you feel positive, and when you have good thoughts, if you like, helpful thoughts that overall navigate you forwards, I've got a couple of questions for you to think about. So what, when you're feeling good about things, do you see? What images do you see in your, in your head, in your mind's eye? Do you visualise? What sounds do you hear? And how does it feel? And if the pictures that are in your mind are pictures that are taking you in a good, positive direction, or pictures that are potentially holding you back, then why is that? What are those pictures that you see? When you see a potential uh, opportunity, or when you get that sense of, shall I or shan't I? What do you see? Do you see yourself as a successful participant in a new venture? Do you see yourself going out and having a good time? Or do you see things going wrong? Do you see yourself standing alone in a room where everyone else is having fun and you're not? What do you see? How can you then change that image to be an image that perhaps encourages you to take a step into that room or into that opportunity? And how honest with yourself are you being with your thought process. Are you making excuses for yourself? Interesting, interesting thought. And you genuinely can control that as well. I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to lie to yourself, but actually that's a habit. And as we know, habits are very readily formed. So how can you intention intentionally form a habit of being honest with yourself, it's interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. I knew deep down, I knew deep down I should have gone for it. Okay, so what's holding you back? Is it the picture you've got in your head of you falling flat on, the, on your face? Is it a memory of a previous occasion where you've been told, hmm, you're not good enough, or... You know, kids should be seen but not heard. Or 
we don't have enough, or you'll never be able to do that. And do you have a memory of situations where you've been told that you can't, and you've decided to believe it, actually? You've heard it so often, maybe, or maybe you heard it once, and you can't quite remember when or where it was, but you know that it's happened at some point in the past, and that's why you're perhaps not taking that leap. But did you also know that what happens with these memories is that things happened to us in the past, and whilst the facts of the event are undisputable, a lot of the detail that we wrap around it, a lot of the meaning that we apply to those events is actually made up. Have you ever been in a situation where you've walked into a room, you've seen an old friend, you've given them a wave and they've looked right through you? How did that make you feel? Did you think they didn't like you anymore? Did you think how rude they are? Did you think, wow, they must hate me? Or what must they think of me? Was that your initial reaction? Or did you think, I wonder how they're doing? I wonder if they're having a bad day. I wonder if they need glasses. What did you think? And then if that's happened to you, what did that do what did that do to you next time you saw that person, you know? Or what did that do to you next time you spoke about that person? Your memory of that encounter could be one that's tinged with feelings of embarrassment or frustration or anger, when the reality is that no one probably saw you waving at somebody who didn't wave back. No one really cares, and nor should you, because the reality is it's probably got nothing to do with you. It's probably got everything to do with them. And in a way, the more worrying thing is not that they think ill of you, but actually the fact that you think that they might think ill of you, that's probably the more worrying thing. And that's just one example where there's an external event that can happen and your memory of it can kind of be like transmuted into something that's really unhelpful for you. You know, you might have been, I don't know, cheated on in the past and that might be something that you carry with you now either in a personal relationship or in a business relationship, which means then you've got a real challenge with trusting other people. Okay, I understand that. So how can you mitigate that? Well, look, with a thought. So other people you need. You need other people in a business relationship, in a personal relationship, you need other people. So what can you do? Well, instead of having an issue with trust, make sure you've got it written down. Think about it. Make sure it's all clear and agreed in a business context. And then make sure that in a personal context with relationships, you're leaving room for love. So your memories can have a really big impact on your thoughts, your view of yourself. Fact is, we can't control what other people think about us. The only thing that we can control is what we think about us. So control your thoughts, manage your thoughts, observe them, 
take responsibility for your choices and go go easy on yourself. Remember that you can't control everything. So if you can live each day with the intention of being productive, positive, thankful, if you can understand what your focus is and focus your energy on things that you can control, and if you can take a moment to understand what's going on in that subconscious uh, rattle box that you've got that keeps talking to you, stopping you do stuff or making you do stuff, and take a moment to maybe close your eyes and take a quiet moment with your thoughts, then you can kind of set yourself each day in a way that means that you're in control of your thoughts, you're in control of your emotions, the emotions that come from those thoughts, better able to make decisions and able to make better decisions. You become aware of the impact that context has on that thought process. So at work, in a working context, I can control my thoughts and my emotions 95% of the time to make objective decisions, to give people space, to perform, to create an environment where people can conform, not conform, perform. <laughs> where people can contribute and perform. And, you know, when I'm running, I'm able to, again, control my thoughts, control my feelings about that. When I'm thinking about going for a run, I can make that decision to go. The benefits that I get from running are more evident to me than the potential for the pain that I might cause myself from going out and taking exercise. So pretty good there. But then, you know, when... When it comes to family, this is kind of my personal nemesis, really. That's the, that's the time when I find it harder to control or manage my emotions because I care so much about it. But what I can do in that scenario is take some of the, the way I am able to channel my emotion, control my emotion and my thoughts in those sort of more, um, like I say, in work, running, other things where I'm better able to control my thoughts and, and my emotions. I'm able to take that and, and work through, okay, so what is it that I do differently in that scenario? And you can do the same. You know, you will have contexts where you're better able to make objective decisions, intuitive decisions that follow your focus, follow your purpose, instead of being influenced by your thoughts influenced by your emotions. So if you can take those scenarios where you're in control or better in control and notice and observe what you do differently and how you're able to focus on outcomes, because that's invariably what it is. There's that focus or clarity on the outcome you're looking for. You can take that contextual experience and apply it to those scenarios where your emotions might have more power over how you react or respond. So. Yeah. In, in today's world, there's a lot going on and we can feel out of control. And it is, to my mind, good to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. And a way of doing that is to 
recognize that you can't control everything and nor should you be able to. It's good to recognize that you can control some things. And it's also good to recognize that there are things that really matter to you and there are some things that really don't. Where those two things overlap, what matters and what you can control, make that your focus and control your thoughts above all else. Because if you can do that, then that clarity, that ability, if you like, to manage your state will then result in you behaving in a way that brings people with you, brings people together, and gets you the outcomes that you desire. So make that your quest to observe those thoughts that you have, and then maybe flip them if they need to be flipped into a more positive frame, and then follow that new thought into a great new future for you. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.